unfortunately, this episode, again, is going to have muddled audio. I made a mistake and recorded through the PC monitor instead of the microphones. So this episode is going to be a little bit harder to hear, but thanks anyway for listening. I really do appreciate it, and I'm going to make it a, a habit not to do this ever again. Um, here's the episode. Welcome to the Funny Tell Us Not Podcast. This is episode 34. Dark dreams. And, you know, these nightmares. Dreams. They are crazy. They're I've, I've been getting really, really into them. I just want to open this up with like a story time, basically, on if you if you can, if you can't, that's fine, your three craziest dreams that you remember. And if you want to go deep on them or talk about them more than just the story of them, well, I'll go, I'll, I'll go in a weird pattern with the people that are probably easiest because they drink the fucking most. I'm going to go with Nicole, then Al, and then maybe swing my way, and then we'll Break it up. So, Nicole, top three craziest dreams that you can remember or the most memorable dreams that you can remember. Okay, so first one, it was, I believe I said this on the other dream episode, but the dream where I was at my apartment and somebody broke in. Oh, yeah. A bunch of guys broke into the apartment, and I swear to God, like, it felt like I was in like I was looking around, like everything matched up, you know, because I don't know if anybody else does this, but when you're in a nightmare, you look for things that like would never be there to assure yourself that you're in a dream and that this will never happen again. Like <laughs> I don't when know. When you see everything's there, you're like <laughs> you, Yeah, and that was this dream. It was they came in and I remember he pointed the gun at my head, he pulled the trigger, I was dead, and then I woke up. And it felt like I was in the dream for like five hours. It was crazy. I started like hyperventilating. I like ran. I screamed. I cried. Like it was. It was nuts. So that one, number one. Number two. <clears throat> there was a dream that I had where I was lost in a car. Like I wasn't driving, but I was in the car, and I can remember we were trying to find something and we were like driving through all these streets and I remember being late and it was like such an anxiety ridden dream that I remember it so like I can remember little things about it you know conversations that were had in the dream like it's really crazy but it gave me so much fucking anxiety that I remember it really well and number three is the dream that I had about Emma where so basically I was we were at a birthday party for one of the kids up at Dawson's mom's house, and I looked over, and Emma, Skylar, and Bubby were all sleeping, and they were, like, laying on one another, and, like, eating each other's pillows, and I went over to Emma, and I was like, wake up! Like, what oh, you're, you're here! You're... Oh, it's not cool. <laughs> uh, I was like, you're here! Like, nobody, like, how is nobody freaking out right now? Like, you're, you're alive, you know? And, um, I just, I just kept saying, I just kept crying. And she's like, yeah, Nikki, why are you crying? I'm right here. I'm right here. And I was like, I didn't know what to say in the dream, but I knew I was dreaming because obviously, you know, there's no way she would have been in front of me. But when I woke up, I started like crying hysterically because I was like, oh my God, like, I really feel like I was talking to her. Like, I really felt like she visited in that dream and that was just fucking crazy. 
I know you just did three, and sorry I did the joke, but I knew it was going to be a little bit heavy, and I wanted to lighten it up just slightly. Talk about the one you had last night, because that was pretty oh, fucking heavy, too. Yes. So, I woke up this morning, and I just started having a panic attack. Like, I was just crying. Um, I had a dream that my baby passed away, and... But it was weird, because I was at her house, and she handed me her own ashes. Like... She was like, Maggie died, but it was her that said it. It was weird. And then, you know, it, it said that she had died on March 23rd, which was two days ago. And I was supposed to call her two days ago to make plans. And so I was like, oh my God, was this the dream? Like telling me like, you, you're a piece of shit, call your grandma. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. but um, yeah, it was, it was super weird. It was basically just, at the end, like, I was at, like, I remember being on the phone with my pappy, and I was like, was she sad? Because, like, apparently, I wasn't there at all. Like, I, I just really missed it. Like, yeah, I wasn't even notified until two days later. Like, I didn't get to say goodbye, I didn't get to go over, you know, and it was just, uh, I just woke up, and I was like, oh my god, like, it felt, so, I woke him up, I was like, and I'm just, like, crying, I'm like, oh my god, like, it was, it was crazy. It was, it was great though. I mean, I'm great. That's great. You had that experience. And that is, to me, that's awesome that she was, what do you think that was about? Like in your dream when she was giving you her own, like, what do you think that could have been? I don't know. Like maybe, maybe her in the dream kind of like speaking to me, like, Hey, I'm handing you my ashes. Like understand that life is short. Maybe like, something like that. For this, maybe. Yeah. Like, don't take life for granted because one day you're going to be handed by ashes. Like, but right now I'm giving them to you because I'm still here and I'm trying to give you this advice. I don't know. Weird. We'll ask you questions then because okay. I really do want to kind of get this. Sorry. Bit. Ow. You're also an avid dreamer, I feel. Would you, can you pick three of your, your most memorable or crazy dreams? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, as she's speaking, I'm trying to actually compartmentalize to get them into three, because I have it a lot. <laughs> so, it's hard, they contend a lot. No, like, I, I even last night I had a dream that kind of stuck with me a little bit, and I, I kind of know where it came from, but anyway, just getting into the three that I'm going to go with, the, uh, the first dream, um, was years ago, um, two dudes I used to hang out with, the one dude I talked to occasionally, him and his wife, whatever, um, the dream was set up where we, we went to this, like, abandoned, like, almost, like, warehouse in the middle of the city. It wasn't, like, a city right now, like, a bigger city, like, Philly, New York kind of thing. Okay. And, if you will, the entrance kind of, kind of went down at a slant, and, like, you turned out, like, you'd go in one way and come out the other, and there was, like, it was like it's supposed to be like an old theater or something. It was weird. Okay. So when you drove down, now this was supposed to be for cars. The carpet was like you know you go to a movie theater and they have the carpet that's all different design and sometimes the holograms are yeah. dancing around and stuff. Well, it was like that. So I was like, okay. So we went in there and I'm like, guys, I don't know if we're supposed to be here. This is kind of weird, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, oh, no, we're good. People come here all the time and explore this stuff. Like, oh, cool. So we get down there. We walk away down to where the entrance is and. Um, to the right is a double door glass, completely black though. 
Not like there was something on the glass to sit reflect. Like it was dark past that door. And then straight ahead was a single glass door. There's a light on past it, which you, it was what you couldn't see it was past the door. So we walked down there, we're looking around. I remember being a couple comms or whatever. Some of them were like gums with like circles in them, like you could reach through. It wasn't like a solid column. But anyway, um, we get down there. Uh, I look up at the engine to see these headlights roll up, and they kind of stop at the top of the engine. So I'm like, oh, dude, I think something's here. It might be security. You know, maybe we got to take off. I don't want to get in trouble. And they're like, ah, uh, I don't worry. That's probably somebody's rolling through. So then the car leaves, goes the other side, stops, and leaves, and takes off. About five, ten minutes later, the car comes back. And I remember being like a black, like, 69 Camaro. I was like, that's got to be right, actually. I mean, so the car stops. It goes, but it doesn't go past to the exit. The parks, guy parks the car, gets out, starts walking out. I kind of loop around. Like, well, I noticed he didn't go, so I went around to the exit. And this dude's walking at me. He's got... Gray, like, hair starting to change color, grayish hair, about your cut, but a little thicker. Okay. Name badge on, name, like a, you know, like a someone on badge or something, like, says your name on it, like a, like a word. Official, real official, official looking, like. Well, he was like a word, like, he had a striped button-down shirt with, like, denim jeans, you know, and, and his name was Al. Coincidentally. Oh, man. And, um, he's a white guy, you know, middle-aged white guy, he comes walking down. I'm like, yo, my man, if we ain't supposed to be here, we can leave. I'm like, guys, this dude's coming. We probably got to go. And they're like, oh, man. I'm like, yo, if we need to leave, we'll leave. And he just keep walking. He don't say nothing. He's got this look on his face. I'm like, what's up with this dude, man? I'm like, all right. So he keeps coming, keeps coming. And then he's going to keep on. I'm like, oh, my man, if we got to go, we're out of here. We're out. Like, no, no, I don't want the cops here. We'll just leave. So he gives me this mischievous smirk. I'm like, that's not good. He had like a twinkle in his eye. I'm like, oh, no. You know, you sense in a dream something's about to jump off. And it jumped off. Yeah. He broke out a, a large hand cannon and started loading on us. And we're like, oh, crap. We're ducking behind garbage can. Whatever we can find, we're behind it. And this guy is, like, opening fire on us. I'm like, this is bullshit. I can't believe this. And the last thing I saw before the dream ended the first time was my friends freaking out. Because they had gone off and came back. And then they were, like, walked into this. They're like behind things, like freaking out, like we're gonna freaking die here. This guy's gonna kill us. And I started to wake up. I was so angry and enraged that I went back into the dream. But you didn't do it by it. You didn't. It's not like one of those things where you had a good dream. And you're like, take me back, take me back. No, no, no. This is okay. It was like, I'm gonna be the furthest thing from that. I was, I was freaking out because I didn't know what was going on. So subliminally, I thought this was really happening, and I just left my friends to get murdered. And I'm like. Oh hell no, that ain't gonna happen. So I would I remember even talking to myself, like, no, get back in it, get back in it. You can't leave your boys, you can't leave your boys. And I went back into the dream at a pure rage, and like the guy was a little bit younger, same outfit, same scenario, the columns were not as big. And I remember like just in pure rage, I went at this dude. I was like, he shot, and I was just something clicked in my head. I'm like, you're not going to take any heat. Watch this. And I like came around the column. So I'm sitting ducking behind his column. And he's shooting. I hear. I can hear bullets whizzing by my ear the whole night. I'm like, this is horseshit. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not going down like this. This ain't happening. So I stepped out from the column. He's like, hey, pal. He's like, Are you nuts? And he just started opening rounds into me. And I could feel the bullets hitting me. But I felt no pain. Oh, my God, man. And I'm sitting there like looking at the thing. I go, man, he's screwed. And he just looks at me. And he's just like, Click, 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 click. He has no bullets. So I'm like, why, Terry? 
and I broke out these two golden hand cannons. And I just dismembered this guy. Bullets, I'm like, boom, 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 boom. And his arms are going, legs are gone, kneecaps, everything, blood everywhere. And he's like literally an upper torso sitting there just bleeding out. He's like, how did you do that? I'm like, it doesn't matter, you're dead anyway. Boom, busts his fucking head off. He's done. And everyone's like, and my boy's like, Jesus, Alvy, seriously, bro? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, they're like, Jesus, Al, seriously, man? I'm like, he had it coming. And we just got a sweet ride up to the top. He ain't going to need it no more. And that was kind of how the dream ended. I was like, that was a good night. That was a good stressful. Second dream, which is a lot less, whatever you want to call it, um, this is on a more religious piece, if you will. Um, the setting is my dad's house, backyard. Now, my parents have been split for quite some time. Everyone's cool. Everyone's fine. But for some reason, we're all at my dad's house, mm-hmm. and uh, we we're on the back porch. And um, I was out. He is his late dog. I was out there messing around him in the yard, throw a ball in or something. And all of a sudden, these large, golden, shiny hands, and like it just happens to open up in this room, just opened up like this. And like I had this, mo- I had never felt so much peace in my entire life. I to this day has not happened again. And I looked over, and I was what I saw, because like in the middle of the backyard, these hands just opened up. It was like God's hands, like telling those time, you know, that we talked about the rapture and everything. So what happened was that happened. I looked at my family, they kind of looked at me, I'm like, I guess it's time we gotta go. And they're like, Yeah, that sounds about right. We're like, okay, cool. And that was it. That was the whole dream. But it felt so good. Like I never felt so much peace in my entire life. Never have I ever felt that much peace. Now just to just to have you like during that time, did you just like learn about the rapture, or did you? So that just that just came on. How old do you think you were when you left? Teenager. Okay. Probably like fifteen. No. Probably. Uh, I might have been eighteen or nineteen at the time, because my parents were they split when I was in junior high, so I was like sixteen, seventeen. Not junior high, junior in high school, I should say. So I think they split when I was like 17. So it was after that all went down because I don't have a okay. high school. So uh, the last dream, more memorable, which is one that if I get through without choking up, I'm going to be proud of myself. So we're, we're going to go. With it. So the dream is we were at our house where we currently live. And um, kids were outside playing. And all of a sudden, my son went missing. And I was like, you know, yelling at my wife, like, where, where's, 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 where's kid at? She's like, he's out back. I'm like, no, he's not, he's out back. So, fast forward, it ended up being, like, a huge situation where we called, the cops were called, missing persons, child alert, the whole nine. They're looking for the kid, they're trying to find them. This has gone on for a couple days. Um, and finally, like, something in my ear, the dream was like, get out of the canal. I'm like, okay. So I go down in the canal, I start making my way down. And then, like, the cops must have got there, like, right before me or something. And I, it's, here's the part where it's a little blurry. I can't remember if the cops got there before me or I got down there and they were trying to get me away. And I was like, look, this is my kid. Like, back off. You know what I mean? So I'm going to go with, I, I believe I got down there. And I think the police were like, no, I got down there before them. Because I remember I got down to the street on um, the one main street there. Right before you get to the canal, I went over the train tracks and I saw his body in the water. 
and I went to go pick him up. And um, I walked over, and the cops, like, I remember I think the cops saw me going down, and I like, sir, where are you going? And I went to talk to him, I just kept walking. And I went down, and I found him, and I just, I just jumped in the water, and I just held him, and he was faced out of the water. And I was just holding him. I'm like, sir, we have to, I'm like, sir, I'm like, don't stir me. He's like, kid, back off. I said, just let me hold him. And I was just holding him in the water. I picked him up and I walked him out. Now at this point in the dream, I almost went like third person. Like I saw myself doing all this at this point when I actually was walking him out of the water, like in my arms, like a like a child or a small animal, or whatever. And he was just limp. He was just he was dead. You know, and I walked out with him. And um, I came out and Holly just had her hands on her face and she just pretty much started losing. I'm just like, I have him, it's okay, I have him, I have him, it's okay. And then that's how the dream ended. I woke up and I was a freaking wreck. Like wreck. Yeah. I got up and it's just like two or three in the morning. So I literally just got up out of bed, went in his room, just sat next to his bed for like a good hour and a half. I just sat there. I didn't say nothing. I sat next to his bed and just was quiet. And I was like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, just dream. I told her dream. Like, it's, it's got me pretty messed up right now. She's like, yeah, I could see where I would do that. Like, mm-hmm. So those are my three. Man. For now. In three different Man. Yeah. Do you know any any questions about any of that stuff? Like any any so so were you thinking at the time were you had you have already let those like thoughts like were you did you let them like lost in thought sometimes, you know, I do that like fuck if my kids were outside, like how likely are they if, if I let them play out front would somebody come and fucking take them? And that's just like a passing moment. Do you think that you had that that day or so, like recently? The only thing with all, all the dreams I've had, including the three I'm talking about, I feel like, okay, obviously the first one maybe not so much. That's just probably spawned from my left field of my brain somewhere. But okay, so you see so many shows where these most random moments where kids are one minute doing something and that's what they're missing mm-hmm. and now there's a manhunt and then they don't either don't find the kid or the kids down they're not with us anymore so i'm super paranoid like when my kids go outside i'm not literally sitting there with them i'm either glued to a window or i am down there with them right. sometimes i hate when um my wife will sometimes i'll be inside doing something she'll come in i'm like we're kids well they're outside i'm like why are you not out there with them like, if you need to do something, you know, go out there and sit with them, you know, whatever, just don't, like, our, excuse me, our neighbor's not, neighbor's, like, not like that, but again, you've seen things happen like that, where people just, they, they, kids, two seconds. two seconds, person walk right, scoops, get up, cut. or a kid, and it not even has to be that scenario, it could be the kid gets curious, sees a rabbit, and takes off running, and then they're, they don't know where the freak they're at, they're wandering the neighborhood, get lost, don't know how to get home, and who knows what happens after that? Then maybe Creep shows up and is like, hey, little girl, little boy, let's talk about some things. Where you live doesn't matter because you're not going home. So um, it don't take much. So I, I think subliminally that might have been where that one stemmed from because the whole scenario is like what I just described you on a normal day. Yeah. You know, kids are outside playing. You look out one minute, they're there. You look out the next second, one's gone or both are gone, and you're like freaking out. You know what I mean? Because we've had it happen where I'll be doing something, she tries to do something. Kids are outside. I'm saying, where's so and so? I don't know. And then you look around the house, or not around the house, and you're about to lose your mind because the one kid went in the house and just didn't say nothing. You're like, kid, did you freaking tell me you went to the house. Almost had a freaking heart attack out in the middle of the yard. You know what I mean? So. I'm constantly, when we're out in a public place, I just count one, two, three. Okay, we're good. One, two, three. Good. <laughs> like, 
I need to know where each one of them is at every moment. Jamin almost, we, I've never, two times that kid made my soul leave my body, I swear. We went to the Philly Auto Show this year, and we got on the escalator, we came up to the top floor, and sure enough, as soon as we hit the top, like, he was right here, my wife was behind on the other one, and all of a sudden I get to the top, I look back and go grab him, he's not there, I'm like, where's the kid at? She's like, yeah, I thought he was with you. I'm like, woman, he was standing right next to you, where's this child at? I never seen an entire top floor get quiet real quick because I'm yelling, I'm yelling his name, and I have a pretty loud voice. You see, a couple people went around, and then hot, you know, my wife started yelling, and then all of a sudden, everyone just like got silent. Everyone's like looking around, I'm like, okay, now we have a yelling woman. Like, what's going on? And he come moseying his goofy ass over here. I'm like, freaking kid. He's like, I saw the freaking popcorn. I'm like, <laughs> I said, we just we just talked about this 45 seconds ago. Please stay with us at all times. Grab a hand, be near a body. Do not leave. And you laugh like a freaking. So the fun's a parent. It's great. It is great. It is great. Now, a lot of times, dreams like that, especially dreams that are so emotionally driven, are said to have some sort of unconscious contents that are meant to show you something that you don't know. Mm -hmm. So have you ever thought about like maybe what that particular dream is trying to show you? Maybe some perspective that you don't have or something that like, you may not know? Possibly. Possibly. I'm just hoping it's not a day for Yeah, I mean... Now, have people had premonitions in dreams before? Just like like sleeping dreams, not like through meditation dreams? People have. Like well, daydreaming? Actually, my older brother had one. Um, one time he dreamed, or he dreamt that our dad drove our van, our family van, into our fence, which was like right on the edge of our driveway. And like a week or two later, it actually happened, which is, I mean, oh, the most insane, because that's a very I didn't know specific that. thing. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it was a really... How old was he? Um, probably 16 or 17. Okay. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a little while ago. Has he ever had one again? Never. Not that I know of. He has some very interesting dream stories. Uh, he's an avid lucid dreamer. I mean, he can lucid dream whenever he wants. If he wants to take a nap, oh, he's going to lucid dreams, he can do it. Wow. Very interesting. He's been working nights for years, so yeah, his schedule is like destroyed. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I've had those moments where, like, Almost like a deja vu, but luckily none of them happened because every time I've had it, it's catastrophic. Like the one time in the house we used to live in Whitehall, everything lined up like the sounds, the smells, everything. And I'm walking, and all of a sudden, I, I started walking now. In the dream, a plane was coming in way too low, clipped a couple of houses, took the whole top of our house off, and then kept going and drove it in the, and made it in the, in the, on a 22. Because Planes do fly over that area. That was right off of Fullerton Avenue. So we've had planes coming over the top plenty of times. You know what I mean? So at that moment in time and reality, I'm walking, talking, and I was talking to someone. All of a sudden, I just stopped. I'm like, and they're like, what? I'm like, and I started looking up. And then you know when the moment's passed. And you're like, okay, we're good. And they're like, let's go. I'm like, don't worry about that. Let's keep it up. It's fine. So that's just one example of how that's happened. I've had probably about. Four times it's actually happened where it's like everything lined up. I was like, oh, we're just about to get real. Oh, man. Like, no, we're good. <laughs> Do you think it will go away? 
Do they don't know who Hayden Beckham's is? No, no, I don't. No, because they're claiming. Do you guys want to just try to pull up your best dreams while I... Why would you have your dreamland, boy? Head down. Come on. Some of these dreams I have are serious. Like, I would love to send them to somebody and make a script. Because, like, some of them I feel like I'm in a movie. Like, I'll even say it to people, like, yeah, this movie... Dream I had the other day, you know, like I have one down there right now. I just had just this, it was either last year or this year. I'm like, we could totally make a movie off of this. Sometimes it feels like the dreams you have could be like the New York Times bestseller. It's like, why can't I yeah. make this story, write it, and make it into a movie and become a millionaire? And it's like, not work. Yeah, just, there you go. You just make money. You're good. Because I was pissed at it because I literally, for I took a nap and for the two hours until I got here, I literally was ripping my basement apart because I have notebooks of like, no, I used to journal a lot more. And in those journals, someone were dream entries. And I cannot find these notebooks for life. Like, I can kind of remember the dreams, but to see it written out, like, okay, I almost I forgot these details if I hadn't read this, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I just, there, there, there is one, two. There's probably about four or five good ones. I'm pretty sure could hit the big screen and see some money come back. But I'm like, well, I can't find them right now. I can give you what they're generally about, but the details will be sweet. Now, would you write them down right after you have the dream? You'd wake up and be like, oh, shit. Those I did. Yeah. At three, two, one in the morning, I wake up, like, yep, I'm going to start for a little bit. And I'd usually be hurt the next day for work, but I still got to write them up. Because like, I'm like, I'm not. Because there have been times where I've had dreams, I'm like, oh, I'll never forget this. It was so vivid, I won't forget this. It's like I actually happened. And by midday, I'm like, let's pick our dream. I said, I'm not this crap. I'm not doing this crap. It's slippery. The details, they just slip right away. And then you start getting messed up. Because so. as you try to think about it throughout the day, you're like, what happened that day? Yeah. And you create like a situation. Yes. And then, fills your yep. memory of it. And you're like, oh, that's what happened. Like, uh -huh. Probably not. It's probably like, nope, that's really not quite. But we'll I really think that. if she doesn't. So. I guess we'll, I'll, I'll talk about my three here. First one's going to be really fucking weird. It's the most recent one. And I already covered it with everybody but Alvy here. It was really weird because I've, I've been wanting to get into lucid dreaming a lot more just because it interests the hell out of me. And I feel like you can learn a whole lot about yourself. This one was, it was weird. And I think it's because I was pent up a little bit. But I, in the dream... Nicole and I did foreplay, and I, I finished. I finished all over her in the dream. Sorry that you have to hear that. Then immediately afterwards, within the same dream, I ended up in med I was meditating. My eyes were closed. I was seeing this from third person. I was holding Nicole's hand, somebody else's hand, and then somebody else on the other side to complete a circle. And then we, we flew up into the sky while meditating the whole entire time. And then the next thing I remember was, you know, you know anime fights where they get punched and they like skid into the earth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like that, but I was holding their hands like laying backwards, like skirting through the earth yeah, like that. And then I woke up and I was like, that was pretty fucking cool. And then I realized I am messy and this sucks because wet dreams do happen. Talk about that a little bit later. You did the skeet, skeet, skeet. I did not. And I think it's because I was so pent up because 
Another thing, I'm so sorry that I'm putting all my personal shit out there, but my wife and I fuck a lot. Like, I don't care. I, I find her attractive and I'm going to fuck her. And she, I'm sure she feels the same way. Whatever. We haven't did it in a couple days prior to that. And I think it would, it was me pent up. And then within the dream, it was like, here's the release you were looking for because, you know, it hasn't been, it, it didn't happen. And that's just, that's just my thought on it. That, that was the release I think I was looking for. Whatever. Second dream that I remember that was, it was when we moved, it, it was maybe around a couple, like within the first year that we moved here, I had a dream where I was downstairs and something was going on. And I, I could have swore there were like aliens in the house or like extraterrestrials and I was freaking out and I sprinted up the stairs and my doorway was open in my bedroom and there's also a door there that goes out onto, onto our back port, like upper porch and it just was light, pure light peering through at me and then I woke up afterwards and I don't know what that was about but I was pretty, like, in my dream I was convinced that like I was, there, there were aliens and that was a fucking spaceship outside, it was just the light from the ship was so bright and overwhelming that it just enveloped me and then I woke up. Um, I, I don't know what my third one would be. Maybe, okay, this one was crazy. It was right after Lola died and I, I had, I had trouble dreaming. Like it was at the time where I was just like, I think we just watched Waking Life not too long ago. So it was fresh in my brain again. Like, man, I really want to start do some lucid dreaming because that sounds like the bee's knees. And so she passed away. And in my dream, all I remember I was in here, I was facing out this window. And she was right next to me, and this is after she passed away, also looking out the window. She never looked back up at me or anything, but, like, I knew, I feel like I knew that, like, she's all right, like, everything's all right, even though I watched her die in a pretty dramatic way. And then uh, the dream ended with me looking back out into the window, and then I woke up. But it was beautiful, like, I could tell it was beautiful outside because I'm pretty sure the, the rays of sunlight were coming in. So I don't know what you want to take all that for, but those are my top three. She was a good puppy. Miss her, love her, and like I feel about all the energies close to me, I'm sure some way, shape, or form she will intersect with me again in whatever's next. But what about you? Have you? Can you think of like a a dream? It doesn't even have to be recent. Like I definitely have three. Three? You do have three top ones. Oh yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. The first one, it'll be, it's the first and only time I've ever had a lucid dream. So, oh man. You've only ever had one. Only one. Wow. But only one to the point where I, like, really was lucid. Yeah. So yeah. I, I woke up into this, like, I don't know, I was just in this place. It was a beautiful place. It was very vibrant, very colorful, kind of like a, like a city. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me of, like, a European city. Okay. And there was, like, two massive sections to this city. And um, between them was a deep, dark, endless void of nothing and to my left probably like a football field or two away there was a bridge and there was like a bus that was kind of driving over it and everything was sort of moving around people were doing their thing it was a very like lively world and i didn't want to go over to the bridge i i, I wanted to find a, an easier way to cross this void because i didn't feel like walking that far so right when i decided that i wasn't going to walk over to the bridge the entire dream sort of sort of like shut down and everything became 
what looked like a moving set to me. Like all the people stopped moving, the buses and the cars and stuff stopped moving. Everything was like a movie set. It was all like my control. So I thought, I'm gonna jump over this void. And I just ran and I jumped it. And I landed and I was like, whoa, I can jump over this? I mean, this void was probably like 150 feet. It was a large, large void and it was darkness, just black in it. And I looked back and I saw the rest of the world all shut down and I was like, yo, I can do anything I want. And I was super excited and woke up right away. Which is like Imagine the, what you could have done. Yeah, the peril of having your first lucid dream like that always happens. Now before you get to your other two, like yeah. do you doesn't that ever bother you? Like, do you ever want to get back into that? Like, do you ever want to have that sort of experience again in your dreams? Like Yes, very, very much so. It was so cool. Because it's it's like your reality turns into, like I said, a movie set where you have control over everything and it's just as real this because you're yeah. in it it's just do you insane. do you think your subconscious was making the background or do you think you were also creating that in the dream like so you were so you were able to jump over to that but did you like do you think that was i don't even know how to fucking explain this dude do you think your subconscious created the background for you or do you think you and your mind are like i want that to be a movie set and when i jump over it, like that's what it is well, or was it always I think like the nature of it being a movie set is something that is common among like, symbolic movies. Like when you have a lucid dream, a lot of people describe it as feeling as if they're on a movie set because mm-hmm. things like kind of lose their automatic ability to like be an NPC. You know, it's like the NPC shuts down and glitches. Okay. And everything it's like, oh shit, they know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's because to a degree, you also are controlling the NPCs. Well, that's the thing. Point, right? so, so to kind of delve deeper into the question, like, the way I think of it is who was it who was dreaming? Who was it that was deciding to jump over that void? Was it was it me, the sleeper? Was it the consciousness of the the body of the dreamer? Or was it something who like who was deciding oh, and who was yeah. and what gave me the power like it's like that that Dream you use brain was feeding sleep you knowledge and yeah. shit. From and it was getting that knowledge from my subconscious or from like my, right. my So it all goes back to the same place. It's kind of just like rewiring itself. So I feel yeah, like with, with a situation like yours, um, and kind of go what you guys were, were, were asking, um and even with my experience, like I don't set, I don't set the playing field. I don't set the the, the scene per se, but it, like like you figured out, like I can play with this now. Like you kind of know how you can manipulate. You don't you don't build it, but once you're in it, it's like, hmm, what can I, I can do? Use while my I'm here? You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Okay, that I like that too. Exactly. So I could have pulled out my golden guns. <laughs> you see, you know what I'm talking about. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, yes. If there was an enemy, I would have been like, all right. I, I probably would have like shot an energy blast at him. Or yeah. I want to be a Super Saiyan in my dreams so bad. I, 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 I'm gonna do. Didn't do Super Saiyan, but I did get samurai on some people. That was pretty fun. Oh man. Yeah, I, it's over the next time you lose your dream because you're just gonna be like, all right, I know exactly what it was. Knuckles cracking. Knuckles cracking. Yeah, right, here we go. It, it's like I remember this. Yep. I had one recently where it was towards the end of a dream, and I was fighting somebody, but it wasn't like malicious. I was—we were having a great time, like 
almost like we were punching and kicking each other, but nothing was happening, and we were just like, man, this is fucking awesome. Then I woke up right after that. But what were your other, sorry to interject there, what were your other two dreams that you... So the second one, pretty short. Um, so me and it was like my whole family, everybody, like all of us were just like, for some reason, in the same place at the same time. And we were outside, and it was starting to become like dust or something like that. And we looked up in the sky, and we could look at the sun. It was like a, a very deep orange color, but it wasn't hurting our eyes. It was just oh, like, man. we could just see it. Mm-hmm. And there was this beautiful gradient in the sky, starting up from the top. It was like a deep purple, and it came like all the way down to like a beautiful orange where the sun is. It was amazing. Nice. And then all of a sudden, the sun dropped out of the sky. It just dropped right down. And in the dream, when that, when that happened, I knew. I was like, oh, this is the end. Yeah. And then I heard and felt, like, if you could think of, like, just sheer and pure bass, you know what I mean? Like, just that Ooh, rattling, that sheer, yeah, yeah, yeah. that overwhelmed me, and then everything was gone. Like, we just, we just, like, evaporated and died, and I woke up. Before you get into your third one, hold on to that vibration thing, because I actually do want to bring that up at a point with this. I mean... I have a lot of different stuff I want to get into. We just rip off each other. What do you think was your, your third most memorable dream? So my third most memorable dream happened last October. Um, so I I have a medical marijuana card. I have Crohn's disease, so I you know avid marijuana smoker. Um, so me and my fiance traveled to Mexico, and I couldn't bring anything. I couldn't get anything. Um, so what happens when you stop? smoking marijuana after having smoked for a long period of time every single day especially at night to sleep uh your dreams sort of get repressed and you yeah. have like this this an bank, overload an overload yeah it's like you have this bank in your mind of dreams that's just filling up filling up and it never it never overflows right. until you stop smoking and then it overflows sorry what were you saying because i feel really bad about Good. Uh, so then night two, I believe it was, I woke up from this insane dream. So the, the dream that I had was, now mind you, this this bank chose to overflow in this night fully, like completely. Because um, the following night, I did not have a dream that was near the intensity of this one. So in this dream, I woke up in a room with no uh, windows. There were doors, but it was like this gray room. And I woke up with other people around me. All of us had no idea where we were. And we were trying to figure out what was going on. And like some guy who I sensed was like an employee of whatever the building was we were in, like came in and he was, what he would do is he would tell us everything is okay and that we needed to relax. And then he like gave us this drug that would make us comply with whatever they wanted us to comply with. And then whatever he would make us do, we would just do. And then I'd wake up again into the same room. And it would happen. This felt like it was happening an infinite amount of times. Mm-hmm. So when I wake up into this room, sometimes I remembered that they gave me a drug. And the other people around me didn't. So the one time I'd woken up um, and I realized what was happening. And the guy came in. I bum-rushed him. And I, and I knocked him through the door he came in. And I saw like the reality of what, where we were, mm-hmm. and then he he had already hit me with the drug, 
and it was starting to take effect as oh, I did this. Okay. And then I, I melted into you know a compliant fool again, and then back in, and I woke up again. And then my fiance was with me. She was in the room too. All of a sudden, and we both remembered what, like that we were in there doing this thing. So this was an infinite amount of times where we would wake up and try to find our way out of this place, or we wouldn't realize what was happening. And the one, the one instance, I woke up and I was in a bookstore, and I had my phone on me, and my fiance had her phone on her too, and we were texting each other, but she was still inside. So I was oh. trying to go and like retrieve her, um, but every time I would attempt to like to get control of what was going on in the, in the situation, I would fall victim again to what was happening, um, and it was just an endless cycle of this until I woke up. And there were a lot of like really cool details. It felt like a like I could have written a New York Times best. I was about to say that sounds bookworthy. It was amazing, yeah. and it was it was very deep, and the details were very intense, but they they're slippery, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. So you were so in your dream, you were waking up from like an, like a, you know, I didn't want to call it a dream, like within a dream, but like you were waking up from that experience right into. Another experience that was just pretty much the same thing over yeah. and over and over. Man. What it felt like was the result of the drug was not only that we were becoming compliant, but that we were going to eventually fall asleep and then wake up again. Oh, man. Huh. Now, how long? I wonder what the goal was. Yeah. To have the compliancy for as long as possible. I figured it out a lot of times. Yeah. But then I kept reset almost like reset you all over again. Exactly. Good thing you figured it out because right back to right back in it. And then there were times, like I said, where I was out. I had escaped, but I had to go back and get it. I had to. Just like and they got. How did you get his voice? Exactly. Something like something doesn't sit right. Like I would never let that happen. I I would never let let you behind. Yeah. When you said that, I resonated. <laughs> Man, what about you? Do you have a top three? Uh, or do you have less than a top three? Yeah. Okay, do you have one? I have, yeah, I do have one. Uh, at least one from when I was little. It's probably like the most memorable one that okay. I can really remember. But uh, when I was little, it's more of a nightmare, um, a little bit. Uh, basically, uh, I wake up, it's nighttime, and, and uh, like the world's being taken over by like the alien, like the, literally the alien movie Aliens. Oh, Xenomorphs. Yeah, okay. Xenomorphs. So that's all happening, and then um, finally it gets to a point where we go to find refuge in the sewer, and then somehow the sewer leads to like some sort of like vault door, almost. It it, it was. Very weird, but uh, that's where uh, we make our last uh, stand, basically, and uh, against the xenomorphs. Mm-hmm. Did you wake up before they got to you? I always wake up before they got to me. Uh, so this is a reoccurring dream. Yeah, when I was little. Yeah. Oh man, that did you have, more than once. Had you oh, recently okay. watched Aliens before that? No, I don't think. No. I, uh, or have you just seen? Do you think you might have seen it, and that? I might have seen like. A like, yeah, like glimpses of it maybe that might have been it. Um, but yeah, every time like I would never, it would never be the end of me. But I know right before I wake up, they're like right outside the door, like literally. Oh. Right. So yeah. Oh, man, is there any others you can remember though? And then yeah, there's another one where it's it's 
Even if it's short, even if yeah. it's short, you remembered it. I don't care. Another nightmare, basically, when I was little, um, uh, basically, I'm falling in nothingness, void, blackness, pitch black, and I hear uh, sirens in the distance. No lights, can't see anything still, though, but I hear sirens. And then uh, I'm falling, and then eventually, uh, a couple of times I had this dream, like, I panicked so much that I would fall out of my bed. Mm. Okay. Oh, kind of toss and turn and kick and stuff. Two two things. I, so I'm noticing a theme of the void, the the nothingness that that can be within dreams. And now that I can't I can't really think of a time where I've experienced that, but I kind of want to see how that could be just pure blackness, pure nothingness. Because I don't think I've ever been able to experience that before, or at least remember that. Second thing is when you heard the siren, did you also feel a vibration? with the siren or was it just the noise was it just auditory yeah you know what i think maybe yeah but you did yeah. nothing like violent like crazy but yeah some like sort of vibration time, like the siren i would hear the siren go off yeah like the vibration would go with the sound man and i think that i think there might be something to that too now real quick now with the falling in the void now Myself included, I've heard this from other people, when people feel those falling dreams, they end up on the, off their beds when they're on the floor. I've had that happen. But in the dream, you feel like you're, feeling, you're falling for like a long time. I wanted to touch on this too. Dream time. What the fuck is up with dream time? I have no idea. Because you can, feel like you can, you can, you can almost... It's like couple like days you can go in a dream. Oh, yeah. And maybe you fell off the bed and that's what initiated the dream, not the other other way around and yeah. the time between falling off the bed and hitting the oh. ground the dream felt like so long how yeah. wild is that that your brain can or whatever whatever it is the the, the consciousness like how even if that is what's what's giving you your dreams like how does it because time is not relevant to anything, in my opinion. It's it's really just what rock you're on. Then it's then time. Matters. I remember hearing that in one of the podcasts about the time thing. Is just a reference depending on where you're at. Because right. isn't that nuts that like time goes differently if you were to be on Mars supposedly, or if you were on the moon even, time would go differently. Right. So, like, time is just a construct in my mind. Like, it's basically nothing. It's it's part of an extra layer of whatever all this shit is. Anyway, that I think that's weird that so like in in what what we perceive as reality, that was a couple of seconds, but to him, how long did that feel? I mean, uh it was definitely not like a long If you could put a timestamp on it. At least like a couple of minutes did I'd, it feel? Yeah, I'd say probably I mean, it was 10, probably like two seconds. Minutes. Cause see, I had a dream of falling too. And you know how long it takes to fall off the bed? It's like a half a second. You're on the bed and you're off. Why? Well, I, I, I like it was a brief dream where like I was. This is back at my mom's old house um, where I went up this super stupid high dive, and it was in the back of the one neighbor's house. It was like the house two houses down. And I went up there. And it took me a while to get up there in the first place. And I looked down, and the pool was there, and I was like, everyone's like, do it, do it, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do it, and I'm like bouncing, and I hit the high. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. When I start coming down and I'm looking down, I'm like I can feel the wind there. Like, look around, passing birds and stuff coming down and stuff. 
I'm coming in, I'm like, Bull's still there, cool. And I'm getting, I'm like doing different formations and stuff. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is great. I look down, Bull's still there, and the wind's going boom. And I get in my final descent to go into the pool, and I look down, the pool's out there. I'm like, oh crap. And then right before I hit the ground, I was on the floor in my bedroom. That is but it felt like a, it literally felt like that whole diving experience was at least five to ten minutes of just you know coming down from the atmosphere in this pool, and I wasn't there at the end of the whole. Thing. And everyone's gone too, by the way. I got there with just the grass. I was like, oh crap. If you could speculate, what is up with that? Well, in terms of like the time thing, like if you're saying that time is not real, time is like a just an illusion of our measurement systems or something like. Your consciousness would probably have to be something that exists outside of time, right? Yep. And if you're if you're subconscious and like your consciousness is like ascending in your dreams, then I guess you could sort of say that your dreams are like a vehicle for your consciousness to travel beyond the dimension of time and space, right? Well you think about it, thought processes way fast. Like our minds are ticking way quick quick snaps that's not like and thoughts are already going through. So I think for us as dreamers, so to speak. Um, you're at the speed of your brain when you're going, when you're sleeping. You're not at the speed of... You're not beholden to this uh, speed. Yes, you're not being restricted by being conscious or awake. You're in your own mind at that point, at that speed. That's how your mind's going. Because, yeah, brain signals got to travel to your arm to make it move and do the things to make it move. It's longer. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Has anybody had a dream where you were doing something and Close. So, I used to work at uh, a warehouse with Jay and um, Peggy all day, 12 hours. I had a dream that I was picking and I was fucking wrong. Like, I was picking wrong or I picked too much or I picked too little and I was like panicking and I fucking woke up. And my hand was in the air, like reaching for what I was picking, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, that's crazy. Okay, I can find. I had dreams of running, and I woke up, and I was like on my side, like, <laughs> doing, doing a curling like, shuffle. Like, you know what I mean? Talking, like I said, this morning, that's, with the dream with my mommy, when I woke up, I the question came out of my mouth: Was she sad? And I was like, "Wait, hold on, I'm not hungry." Like, that's fucked up. Like, when you apply it to real life, like, do you think sleepwalking has anything, any bearing on a dream? Because, like, I don't really see I people. Mean, there were stories of the, of the guy that, like, killed, I think he killed somebody, and he was like, I didn't know. Like, I, I didn't know. I was sleepwalking. Like, I had no idea. Do you think and... sleepwalking stems from dreams? Like, because I don't really know if I've heard too many people who sleepwalk say they were dreaming while sleepwalking. I never hear them be associated no. with one another. So it's like something totally like you would think that they would have a dream correlating to what their consciousness is making them do while they're sleeping. Right. Well, my brother like, used to sleepwalk, and like he literally would just, and he wouldn't be doing nothing special. He'd literally just get out of bed, and he'd be he'd just walk around the hallway. And we get nervous because like if he's at the stairs and doesn't realize there's stairs there, we don't have thirteen stairs going down the stairs plus another flight. So, you know, you're doing like 20 some stairs down on your soul. It's a good time for everybody except for him. So, we'd always be nervous about that. So, there's times where we've had to, like, you know, put something in the hallway that, like, you know, if he wakes up, then we snap up, like, oh, he's up walking around again. But he would be completely oblivious to us. I mean, I'd be talking to him, hey, hey, 
And he looked, and his eyes were glazed over, like completely glazed over. Almost his white was more like a red in his eyes, and he was completely not there. And he looked right at you, deadass, just look at you. He'd be like, hey, 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 and he just looked at you, walk away, do whatever he's doing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's fascinating. But there's times where you had to think if you really not be like, hey, he goes, what? I'm like, are you with me or not with me? I'm going to the bathroom. Okay, just making sure. And he'd be like offended. I'm like, what well, you freaking get up in the middle of the You watch that one girl that also does that. Too yeah, oh my god, do you guys ever see that girl that wears like the like the onesie and she like runs around the house uh, while she's sleepwalking? Yeah, and she's oh my god, she's fucking hilarious. She she'll get up and she'll she like farts and then she'll be like, Gold star. <laughs> and she'll run away. <laughs> like, oh my god, her husband just like sits there and and she'll just be like <laughs> she'll like, try to find him, and then she'll be like, she'll be like, ketchup, and then she'll get the ketchup out of the fridge, and she'll just like stand with it like this for like eight minutes, just staring at it. And she like she puts little like she narrates it, like trying to think what she is doing. So she'll be like staring at the duck, wanting to fight it. <laughs> it's so funny. It's weird because she almost regresses like in age in her sleepwalking. Yeah, she you like starts giggling she, maniacally. Yeah, she becomes very childlike. And yeah. Very, they she was like, 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 she acted, like she Well, that's the thing you don't know. I don't know. Yeah. See, with your experiences, you're like, why would he be doing that and then be pretending like that? Right? He would never, when you ask him about it, he has no recollection whatsoever. It's not like you can sit and say, hey, what were you doing at this point? He goes, at what point? Because he's not, my brother's not, Lu- my brother's not a lucid dreamer. And if he is, he hasn't talked about it ever in life. He never has talked about it. And when he did sleep, not minding when he slept while he was younger, he was a lot younger. But we, I'm like, did you have any weird dreams last night? No, I didn't dream anything. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. I'm like, you were walking around last night. Like, oh, really? Yeah. But he, he, he couldn't go back and say, oh yeah, at this point I was thinking about doing a cannonball off the diving board at the top of the stairs, which I thought was cool, but it was actually a whole flight of stairs. Like, he would never, there's nothing like that. You know what I mean? Now I'm going to jump into some other random stuff. I might actually jump around on this. This is bothering me right now, so I'm going to talk about it. What about animals that dream? Because animals do dream. Oh, oh I know. Yeah, like, like, our dog does. My dog, yeah. It's yep. the leg movement, right? Is it leg like movement and whimpering? Whimpering and leg movement. Yeah. 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 So that's... That. So that's insane. Do you think, I, I mean, nobody would ever be able to know this, but like, do you ever think that an animal dreams that it's another animal or human? Have you, have you, since you guys dream a lot. I did, right? Like that, that to me is wild because they also see in a different spectrum to some degree than we do too, don't they? Yeah. Or they can sense in a different degree. Well, I would, I would think if they, if they would be able to dream that they were another creature or whatever that they would have to have some sort of intelligence to know like what another animal is yeah and that knows like they are a being you know i get not just living have you ever dreamt that you were another animal like that's what i wanted to ask both so of you i don't think that i wouldn't think that another animal could do that but i would say that they dream the same as us because like right if you think about it like every animal thinks it's human you know like, right because what is human? Human is a description of a first-person view of, like, the world. Yeah. You know, human doesn't mean, like, homo sapien. Human right. is, a, is a matter of perspective. So every animal 
has that same matter of perspective. So do you I think they can play from same. third person if they've never seen their own reflection? Though? Probably, yeah. Do you think they can try? They try to like the brain tries it, or I keep saying brain, and I really don't think that's even where dreams come from necessarily. I just, I just think like. Are they putting it together themselves afterwards? Like, this is actually what you look like from third person. Like, do we really there know that they're, that they, they're not self-aware in any way? Like, people say that they can't see themselves. I either. think animals yeah, are to some degree. Sometimes I just, I just feel like, especially with your own animals, like, you, you're like, they know. Yeah. Like, this is not a stupid animal. Like, no cat is going to walk up on a human, lay down vulnerable, without knowing who the fuck it is. Right. Like, <laughs> to the, you know, yeah. yeah have, you, have you guys ever heard of the story of the one cat that was in a hospital and it was a messed up hospital? I guess it was like an old folks home maybe. And the cat always would go to the room to somebody that was just going to die. Like the cat, if you if the cat came into your room to just chill with you and you were at this place, like it was time to go. It's like, uh, crap, I cat's in my room. Right? Like, Oh, I don't want to know. Here comes Mittens. Here to here's read the right, the last rights. Like, Mittens, are you Henry, sure? Henry, it's been what a long run, buddy. I'm sorry you're gonna be out of here soon, but the cat's in your room right now, bro. I'm sorry. So even even more wild, like dolphins dream, and saying whales, like orcas dream. Babies in the womb dream. That's fucked up. But innocent, like how do you? What how do you we know? About? No, how do we know that though? Yeah, because they. I think they studied the brain activity going on. But how do you do that without hooking up? Like, like see, I, I'm ignorant, wait, so. How, how couldn't they do it? I mean, think about that's like, all the there is. The womb that's it. Is the same thing as a baby outside of the womb. Right. It still has the same level of consciousness. Yeah, but right. what are those it's dreams? Like, what are you dreaming what, about? What the could, darkness? Yeah, what could that consist of? It just yeah. but do they, have, the they say they can have nightmares about what? There's well, you know what? Scary. It probably sucks being in there. Especially during like the birth, like yeah, it probably birth, fucking birth hurts. I mean, think about it. Like all of a sudden, your entire reality is changing. You're you've probably been comfortable, like you know, absorbing all of the stuff from your mother, and then all of a sudden, like something opens up in this insane light that you should not ever see in nature. You know, just like destroys your entire reality. Yeah, exactly. You're like, taking out. That's gotta. I, I don't know. But you know like, yeah, I, I can agree with that. Though. That's, that's gonna that be a fucking experience. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know, like if you close your eyes and it's, you're in a bright room, you can still sort of see like the, the light coming through your eyelids. Like, don't you think babies can do that in the womb? Like, if they can. you know what's weird though, they when I do, like, so this is what happens when I when I meditate sometimes or I do my breath work. When I'm sitting there, my eyes are closed, and there is a light, like it starts it starts getting brighter, and nothing in the room changes. I'm usually in the dark when I do it, and the only light I have is my fucking TV. So it just becomes brighter. At one point, I was like, I'm fucking becoming light. What's this about? It's because your third eye is open, and you see it. Oh, man. It's, oh, damn it. It's all connecting. <laughs> breath work sometimes does, like, I, I, do, I do feel like, different things are happening and it's almost never the same experience and I almost don't want to talk about it too much on this episode just because it could be its own episode honestly with all that let's make it I think we should I I do it a lot now religiously every night unless I seriously don't feel good then I don't do it but I usually do a back-to-back breath work right before bed and it it's fucking great like I have no I don't even look at it as a chore it's just I want to do it I'm excited like what new experiences is going to be bring because it's never the same thing. 
sometimes it's dull and not much happens or other times I just, I feel like the more I let go, the more shit just starts happening. And it's, it's probably one of the better things. Like, do, uh, not only does like, uh, do you like physically feel better after you do the breath work? Yeah. Just like a mental. Oh yeah. I feel awesome. Like, Like usually I do it right after, right before bed though. So like doing the breath work also sometimes tires me out almost. You also, I think, like, that contributes because you're doing, like, breath work, you're getting more oxygen in your system and in your blood. Maybe, but I will say this, like, I also use it as, like, a med- like a meditation thing. I'm also meditating while doing it. Like, I block out most of my thoughts. I'm, like, I'm love. I'm, I'm one with everything. I'm, like, I put all positive, like, emotions in me. I try to push everything negative and parts of my body start to disappear, I feel like. My legs a lot, like they'll just become like it'll just start to become nothing. It's I'll, so weird, but okay. I'll admit, you know, the, when they say stuff like that, like like you are love or you are joy or whatever. I never understand what the fuck. Like I understand the concept, but like I can't picture that in my head. What that is, you just, just gotta, to me to, at least. I would just, just take the things that you love, experience. you love yeah, the most, yeah. and that you. Yeah, maybe you do have to experience it because I don't know. It's not like describable in human terms. You have right. It's not. It's then, hard. Then it changes everything. Back to sleeping and dreaming. I'm so oh, so yeah, sorry. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. I I could honestly spiral out of that on its own tangent for for a whole episode, and we will. Um, uh, another thing. Where do you think like like the oh achieve your dreams? Like, do you think they're referring to like? Your dream dreams or like your aspirations? Are they relabeling your aspirations for you? Bad one. Yeah, it's a relabeling of just aspirations where they're like, because. Yeah. It also mean follow where your dreams take you, like listen to your, like that's your angel guides or. Well, I think like that's what they did back then when like, like that's what they used as like their chalkboard and you know pen and paper when they were. The dream times? Yeah, dreams. It's... What was that day dreaming? Like, I feel like the people who created, like, a phrase like that probably you, didn't have a deep understanding. Those are people that wanted to put a money value on dreams, I feel. Yeah. If you can dream it, you can achieve it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. There it is. <laughs> like, PM. Don't, don't worry, Bucky. You're definitely going to get this part right into our pocket. You achieved our, you achieved our dreams, not yours. Um, on, on that... <laughs> <laughs> so with that so okay just so i understand where you're going it's like you're saying like say if i dream about being a millionaire in the middle of the night i should attack that and try to make my best to be the millionaire i don't know because maybe your dreams could be misleading you too i yeah maybe you know yeah i wouldn't really follow them see now I, i've had i've had dreams where I've never had a dream like that where it's like I dreamt about being wealthy or something. I'm like, yes, this is my goal. And my, like the closest thing to that was I've had dreams of rubbing elbows with celebrities. You know what I mean? Like, and in in all fairness and honesty, that would be kind of cool for me to do. Like, I I, I there's this in the way back further in my mind, there's a part of me that's like, man, it'd be cool to do movies, it'd be cool to be like a little celebrity, but I I, I don't want to have to crap to deal with. But you know what I mean? But I've had dreams where, like, I was I was going to an award ceremony, like the Oscars or something. Everything was very futuristic, 
And I remember just walking through. Everyone knew who the frick I was. Like, and I had my wife with me, so it wasn't like I went and got some supermodel or something like it's my wife. I take her everywhere. But that's my girl. So like we walk in, like, oh hey, hey guys, what's going on? Hey, I haven't talked to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like it's chatting like we chat. Like I remember distinctly seeing Samuel L. Jackson there. And Bruce Willis, now, I know the correlation where that came from. I know why it was just the two of them. I understand why that happened. But those are the two I remember jumping out at me. And they were like, yo, Al, what's good, man? I'm like, yo, how you been? I'm like, oh, you know, what's good? I have a kid. Kids are good. How are you? I'm like, good, great. Yeah, we're going to get some food. You want to join us? I'm like, and Bruce's like, yeah, you should join us, man. I'm like, yeah, you know, let me get a few minutes. I'm going to go meet a couple people. I'll come down and kick it with you. Like, all right, just be dudes. Yeah, like, just break up. Okay. Just break up. You know what I mean? And I remember seeing, like, we were walking, like, this kind of slanted uh, walkway that was going up, like, a ramp, and off the side was, like, this little sidebar. You can see the Coors Light, the light neon signs and the thing. They walked in there, and they're like, all right, man, we'll see you. But, all right, cool. I kept walking. I just kept bumping into celebrities. Everyone knew who the frick I was. And up in the sky, you could see what the, I don't know what the awards it was, but whatever the event was, was up there. I'm like, I'm like, hey, you ready to go do this for real? She's like, yeah, man, this is cool. I can't believe we're here together. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty cool. And I was going to dream. I was like, I want to go eat with these they guys. All Damn it! I never got to go hang out with Bruce and Sam. I was pissed. I was like, man, I need to go eat with them. I was going to have a beer. Damn it. <laughs> now, then I woke up, I'm like, yep, I'm still here and I'm a normal person and I have no celebrity status. Back to work. Yes. Back right. to reality. Do you, do you think, like, dreams are, could be, like, the body's way of, like, doing, like, a, like a system check almost? Because like going back to like your your dream, like do you think, and with like the dissecting dreams too, like do you think maybe you had that dream because during that time you were like doing a lot of work at at work or at home and you felt underappreciated or yes. something? Huh. So with that dream particularly, I now I explain the word stem. They were doing the. What's his phrase? The Midnight Shyamalan. Uh, and Midnight Shyamalan. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I fuck a lot oh, of yeah. shit up, but I got that right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were doing the movie in Allentown, and Bruce and Sam were both in town that week. Okay. So I didn't know where that was. Was it Glass? Yes. Or was it the, the, the previous the one? It was the sequel. It was a sequel. Okay. So I think it is Glass, right? Yep. Yeah, they were shooting down at the Allentown State Hospital. Um, they were doing scenes down there. Actually, like my friend and his family used to live like right, I guess technically in front of it. Mm-hmm. And you could see that his wife had pictures of Samuel, the director. Oh man! Out back, you know, they were getting. Did you see Sam had all the crazy hair because he's that dude that yeah. had the crazy hair and he's in the wheelchair and everything. And the director's talking to him about some scenes and they're outside and you could see him zoomed in with that click, click, click. And I guess what happened was uh, apparently. Either the producer, director, or someone they sent over to the house. Like, yeah, um, we appreciate you like chill with the pictures because, yeah, like we're at our house. Do the frick we want. Right. Put your people you somewhere else. I'm me. not. Yeah, you're in my space. You're in my hood now, sucker. We do. Yeah. So, so with that being said, with that dream, I feel like I'm like a hundred and twenty percent sure that's where it stemmed from. I've had other dreams where I've met celebrities and stuff like that, or I was with the group or whatever. It wasn't like actually the one dream I I had it. I brought it with me if we had time to go through it. But it was one of these situations where I met one of the guys I really like, and it was funny. But 
You were just being dudes. But we, but I wasn't a celebrity. We just, I just happened to meet him. It was crazy. Yes. So, uh, but yeah, I think um, in terms of the dream really running me to go chase stuff, maybe for some people it works that way. Maybe they're like they had this dream. Like I have to achieve this dream because it was so vivid and, and everything that I can okay. think. I want to make reality. Me too. It's like I was a millionaire there. I want to be a millionaire in reality. I want to make this really happen. So yeah, I could see people. Some people do do that though. They're like, oh shit, that was awesome in my dream, and now I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna spiral over that into into this reality. Mm -hmm. Talk about a premonition. Some people have like dreams that they achieve something and they actually do it, sort of without even knowing they were going down that path to begin with. What's that called? Self fulfilling prophecy? Is that kind of what that is? Okay, that could be go both ways. That could go negative. Yes. No. Yeah. But I was gonna say it doesn't necessarily. Prophecy doesn't mean it's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like your brain like clicking like, oh, you finally found like what your thing you want to do with your life or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. There's there's the meaning. Go chase it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good one. Yeah. Hello, we're giving you signs here. This is what you need to do. I, I want to go a little darker now. This is so I watched. This is the second time I watched the movie. It has to do with sleep paralysis, the nightmare. So. And now, a word from our friends. Enter a trip into the mind with the Pursuit of Infinity podcast. Thought-provoking talks from psychonauts Josh and Joey Leonard. Realms explored through the lens of psychedelics range from our own consciousness to UFOs, spirituality, and much, much more. Episodes that include special guests that are prominent in the fields that they study help unlock the gates into our inner selves and give a listen to their podcast on all podcasting platforms as well as their YouTube channel. If this interests you and you want to show your support, become a Patreon and donate as little as $2 a month. Links in the episode description. Be sure to like and subscribe. The Pursuit of Infinity Podcast. I don't know if anybody else has gotten to see it yet, but the, it's kind of wild in a sense that when these people do this, a lot of them have similarities, but there are stark differences. But I'll just go in with a time that I've had sleep paralysis before. It was in my old house, and I think I talked about it before as well, where I was asleep and I was trying to wake up but my eyes wouldn't open up. So I was like, uh, okay, what's this about? And then I realized the rest of me is not moving. And I'm like, the, the hell is this about? And eventually I guess I might have freaked out enough where I was able to like move my arm or my, my hand. And finally I fucking snapped out of it, but that's only happened like two or three times. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's a, uh... I'll edit that out. <laughs> Shit. You never really know. Um, so in the nightmare, I want to bring this back to the vibrations. These people, at least there were two or three of them that were on the, the thing, talk about an overwhelming vibrational feeling as these beings. And they they all have this in common. They're like shadow people. Yeah, like three-dimensional shadows. And when these beings come, like you can feel the vibrations come up from these things do you think that like your high and i don't know about them they didn't really like expand on their their lives too much other than if they had these experiences when they were younger some of them remember them when they were in like as young as being in a crib 
And I was saying that there was like static people that came up to him while he was a kid, and they were smiling. They looked like aliens. They looked like static with big, like almond eyes and like a really fucking creepy ass smile. Well, it might be like an astral projection because closely related to lucid dreaming is astral projection, which is like a like a step higher essentially, where like you leave your body. You can see your body sometimes, almost like a near-death experience, but a lot of times people uh, will report shadow beings in astral projections, and you can have that by accident sometimes too. So that's what that could be. Did that happen to you? Did something like that happen to you? Sorry. I was in high, like kindergarten, and for some reason at my mom's house, I always would be freaked out about going downstairs. There's nothing to be scary about downstairs except there's access to the back and the garage, okay? So the back, like up in the top, past the yard is like wooded and, you know, it's dark. So anyway, forget about it. So the dream was I went downstairs, and I remember flipping the light switch. Now, I always used to freak out if I could not flip the light switch once I got down there, someone was waiting for me, right? So the one night I had a dream where I went downstairs, I flipped the light switch up top. I'm like, oh, I switched on. Started going down the stairs, got down, all of a sudden, the light starts going out. Oh, that's not good. And the lights went out. I was like flipping the switch. It's not doing it. I'm in like pitch black. I'm like, shit. And all of a sudden, these, this is where this ties in. Stars, like bright stars, forming like a smile, a big ass smile. And the two eyes were two big ass stars. And I was like, this isn't good. And then it kind of like did the smile thing. And I couldn't see a figure though. It was just big black with this big ass smile and these eyes. And then it, it like kind of like did like this at me and it got really bright. And I remember waking up, I could not move. I was like, I felt the vibration like a you startle. Did, hey, I wanted to ask you. Like a startle, like some like a shock. And I just couldn't move. And I was like stuck. And I was like, I remember waking up and I was like, I can't move. And like it took me a couple minutes to like, a finger, a toe, and a knife. I'd say it's feel like a good five or ten minutes until all my limbs were back working again. I was like, I'm a lot of memories. Okay, that was good. Oh, man. That always stuck with me. That was one of my, that probably was one of my worst nightmares. Like, actually, one of my worst nightmares straight up. So you said astral projection. Do you think that's like, that could, well, we perceive it as negative, but it might not be a negative thing. Like, why is that that, like, a lot of those times, because these people were not happy during this inter- interview process. Like, they're all batshit yeah. terrified, basically, like, of this. It's like our story. Like, projection isn't necessarily good or bad. Right. It's, it's serious. It can be anything, you know? Man. And I've, I've had a, I've had, um, a sleep paralysis experience, too, but there was no vibration, and there was nothing I like actual projecting, you know what I mean? Which was kind of strange. It was just, it was like nothing to me except my, like my eyes. Yeah. That's all I could see. It was just like out of my eyes. But you knew for, like, so were your eyes open, or were you just... Were they closed and you were frozen? You're like, why? So, I, no short story, I used to sleep in my basement, right? Mm -hmm. And then downstairs. So, I woke up, well, I thought I woke up, and I saw somebody robbing our basement, taking our video systems, like taking our shit. And there was a door directly next to where I I slept that led right outside, which actually is a recurring place for me to have dreams, which is kind of strange. Man. Like at that door. Um, Hold on to that because I'm going to tell a story too. And I was looking and I was watching this person like stealing our stuff and he even noticed me but I and I was trying to scream at the top of my lungs and I felt like my mouth was open and I mean I was in 
my I was in reality. It was at night. It, like it was exactly as like I was awake, but I was also seeing this hallucination of a person. Oh, you know what I mean? Man, and I could not move. I could not speak. I was trying so hard to scream, but I couldn't do anything. And then eventually, it just kind of like, like you said, you just sort of like wake up, snap out, you snap out slowly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. It was weird because I had to fight like everything in my power to like concentrate on one part of me in order to wake myself up. I didn't just like spring up like, Whoop, I'm up here now. No, like, I actually had to like try to focus on one part of me to move. I'm like, please. Wiggle your big toe. That yeah, I said that. I think I said that too. I was. But wiggle your big toe. Yeah, yeah. Right. But still, it's that's the only reason I feel like I, I felt like I snapped out of it. But I mean, hold on, let me say. Okay. So you said that you have a spot that's like a reoccurring or happens a lot in your dreams. I have a lot of those. Actually. Yeah, yeah, me too. A bunch of recurring spots. Yeah. So one of my most popular nightmare spots is our old house that we used to live on Buttonwood Street. And it doesn't matter, like, it, it'll be outside, inside, you know, it, it's just a house. So I wonder if that has anything to do with it, like a childhood place. Because, like, it, you know, you're it, just because you live there as a child doesn't mean that's the only place you're ever there. Like, you know, why can't a nightmare occur at your grandma's house? Did you, feel a lot of fear? Did you feel a lot of fear there? Yes. Like, when you were, okay. Oh, so, okay. now, here's the thing. Now, my mom's house is a key place for this, too, the one where she's lived back. But the thing with that place is it's always like like a pop like other than the nightmare I told you about because I lived there when that dream happened when it's like apocalyptic like every time there's an apocalyptic situation it's always at my wait house. you lived in back when that happened yes that's where it happened to me okay that's freaking creepy I shit you not dude I talked about this on a podcast before where they were doing some weird mumbo jumbo in my basement before and then weird shit started fucking happening in my house but something about that house always didn't feel like. I don't know, maybe it didn't feel right, but that is where I had my fucking sleep. I wonder if you guys were close in that. I don't know, but... I was on a fort. That's not too far. That was walking distance to me. I was on... You know where they have the historic part now, where they have, like, like seven fucking antique shops? My, my aunt lives... She lives across the street. There's so many of them now, I can't even yeah, count. Like I used to live on that. They used to be the street. Thomas Beverage, and then they took that. Now. Yeah, that's the street going, going down a long way. Okay, all right. But yeah, I had those experiences there. It was weird, and I didn't like it. Like I had a couple weird things at that house, but I never felt like scared there. Like I never had a fear of like something weird in me. But every time it's like a apocalyptic dream, I'm always hunkered down at my mom's house. I don't know why. It's weird. Oh, I wonder if that's more of a safe space for you then. Like well, instead maybe. of it being maybe the nightmare is there, but or a place you feel you need to go to protect people. Right. It's weird though, because no one, there's not like a lot of people in the dream, like, to, like it's literally like everyone's gone, like my parents are already dead, like everyone's out, and like we're just hunkered down on Old Forge, it's weird. Oh, and yeah. half of Old Forge is like locked down, and just, like there's like four or six houses in the entire block that people are still in, and we don't, we don't, I'd always end up there, it's just weird, I don't know why. So, I know I keep bouncing back and forth, with yeah, right. and we could definitely do it again, maybe this will have to be another dream episode, but... Another thing I want to talk about is, have you ever had, like, I'll call it, it probably has a name for it, but a rollover dream where you had a dream one night and then you wake up the next night, bam, right back into that same yep. fucking dream. I've had, I've had that recently. Not, it was weird. It, like, it, I picked right back up to where I was and I was like, okay, I'm just, and more of the experience, 
I do that on purpose sometimes. When I, that you when want I wake to? up, I'm like, I want to go back to sleep. I want to keep going this dream, and I can. I can but, wake right up. So that's so usually that happened. I have happened to that to me too when I was younger, where I'll have. I'll be like, oh shit, that was so awesome. Like, go back into it. And then I'm able to get into it, but it's not as crisp or vivid. I think we've talked about this as well, too. Like, it's not the same feeling, but it's sort of there. Like, it's not as. I had a dream when I was younger where um, it was like the fantasy playground scenario. That's the only way I can describe it, where I was with all my friends, where I was the best playground known to man. Like, everything you could think of as a child. That would be the best things to do with a playground were in one place. And it was like we were all having a good time and everything was good. I remember I got to the one thing and it started I started to fade out and I was like, no, 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 I can't. This, this is good, too good. And I got back into it. But as you said, it wasn't as crisp and as vivid. I remember being almost slightly blurry. Like you yes, you almost go to like 4K to like VHS yes, quality. Exactly. Bullshit. That is exactly it's like wow. But wow, the first round was like here. super, super vivid. But when I came back, it was like it was, it was like you said, HD, like HDMI, like, <laughs> freaking VHS, like that. I was like, okay, and like I was happy to be there. Like it's not the same. I didn't have as many friends there a second time around. Everything wasn't as cool. It's the same thing, absolutely. You never, you never had that though. No, but that's like when like um, sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and like I'll like kind of remember what I dreamt about but it'll be like that it'll be fuzzy and it'll be like glimpses of what I did and I kind of get like the gist of what I dreamt about but no like details really so it's so when my instance it was a little bit different and I want to know like what you might think about this so hers was and and with most of us just like fuck I want to go back in here but when I went into my dream like I wasn't I, I wasn't thinking about that I was just like I hope I dream again tonight, and then it, it just happened. What do you What do you think? Like that might be like. I don't even know how to explain. Dreams yeah. are so fucking hard to explain or talk about. I feel because they're they're trying in that situation. I think they're trying to tell you something. Like from a Jungian psychology standpoint, like when it comes to dream analysis to help a patient, like you know clinically, um, when dreams happen in sequence like that, they often shed more light on previous dream and they become clearer and clearer um, in terms of like their message and what 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 can be learned from them man even the most arbitrary things too absolutely okay usually like especially the most arbitrary things things that you think that mean nothing things that are weirdly random in your dreams are often like the most important thing you have to pay attention to okay. you know like specifically even like there was this one um particular example that Jung used and he sort of compared his uh, like theory of dream analysis to Freud's in this way, where he said if someone say dreamt about like uh, like a blackjack table in, in, in a casino, so Freud would say that that blackjack table could represent any table. It could represent your desk at home. I mean, you might maybe you win on that table in that dream, and that could represent you know you winning at your job and doing good at your oh, job. Oh shit! So that's a Freudian aspect. So, so usually I'm worried about over analysis. The Jungian aspect would say no. That's uh, that poker table is there for a reason. It's a poker table for a reason. It's a, it doesn't just represent some desk or some table that you can arbitrarily put onto and you know project onto anything. Like there's a reason. So look into the details and don't just ignore them. Okay. They yeah. Weird. I like that. Sometimes it's hard for me to like really zero in on the finer details because I feel like in my dreams, like 
things are just happening so quickly to me. Like I'm just, I'm basically like, yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to be in it, man, because I can't really lucid dream yet, or maybe just regular dreaming to some degree is you lucid dreaming. I feel like that might even be like kind of like a, a weird concept because even though you don't feel like you're directing the dream, something is. You know what I mean? Like, have you ever felt that like you know you're dreaming, but you can't break yourself off the rails of the dream? Yeah, all like the time. Like, like I'm just like like like, like I kind of said, like I'm just receiving it. Like I'm just so like you're technically lucid, sort of. Yes, but there's you levels. Just can't break it. Yeah, there's levels to lucidity. Okay. Somebody else is controlling you. Yeah, exactly. You can't do anything. The about only it. thing it I've like been on rails video game. Like the only thing I've been able to control is getting out of it. I've learned how to get out. Like if you know something's about to jump off, I've learned a way to get out of dream. Like, like if something's going on, you know, you know, like say we're driving and all of a sudden we're getting attacked by somebody. Where I'm like, you see the cliffs coming and there's nowhere else to go, and they're busting rockets by you. Like we're going to die. Time to wake up now. And I've done that. Where I'm like. There's no winning the streak I'm out of this. You know, I just like it out. I don't normally fully die either, I feel, in my dreams. Never like, fully die. No. One, one that sucked for me was I was out in the middle of the ocean on my mattress, and underneath me was a fucking great weight, and right before it came up to get me, boom, up. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that sucked. Thank God I See, snapped on that. Like there's like there's two levels of that where you you get yourself to the, to the position of where in the dream you have been killed, but you wake up and then there's this time like for, for my example where I know it's coming and I get out before it even gets to that level I'm like this is not going to end well and I pull out of the dream completely I'm like this is not going to work here's an interesting thought is it because we have never in our, like in our reality have experienced that like I've never experienced my arm getting ripped off so like is it because my subconscious can't recreate that feeling of my arm being ripped off but it's different when you're doing it to somebody else because you visualize that. Like when you shot that guy right. all the fuck up and he became nothing, like that shit actually happened to him though. Right, right, right. Like have you ever lost a limb or No. Or I, like even even when you got shot, it fucking bounced off you. Well, you know I, what I mean? Like Yeah, I didn't feel the pain. Not, I've never been shot before. That's the thing. Is it because your experiences experience you've never experienced that, so it can't really like recreate it for you. It has to yeah. It's like plot armor. See, it's I, almost like plot armor. Like you can't die in the story because you haven't died yet. Well, it's hard. To, I don't. It's hard for me to say because, like, I. I mean, I've always been hit by sports and stuff like that. The few fights I've been in, I've never. You know, people try to swing on me and fail, and they receive what I had come towards them. But you know, in dreams, I've I've had dreams of getting my head rocked. You know, I was like, so you actually have gotten hurt though. Yeah, I've been freaking knocked around, but that's like that. Then that's I, right. I, Taken back where you've experienced that, so it's really But like, I don't know. Like in the dream where I end up taking getting shot, like I wasn't in that mentality. Like I was in a mentality where nothing's gonna happen. I figured out where I, I'm. This guy can do whatever he wants to me. It's not gonna affect me. He can punch me, kick me, shoot me, whatever. I'm gonna freaking wipe this guy out. But in that dream, it was just him shooting. Like he wasn't a street fight. You know what I mean? It was gonna be a gun battle. You know what I mean? Right. So I get what you're saying though. Like if we can't. If, 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 say, Devin's never been in a street fight or hit by anything that would rock his, you know, rock his world, we're just seeing stars. So when he, you know, something happens in dream, he's not going to experience because it never happened. Versus, you know, maybe, you know, me, John, whoever, you know, we've, we've, we've taken a couple hits to the jaw or maybe, maybe you got popped in the leg or something so you don't feel like you're shot. 
Now, I'll say tomorrow I'm going to get shot, and I have a dream where I'm like, hey, Josh, just so you know, I got shot, and now I felt it in my dreams now. This oh, no. sucks, you know what I mean? There's no avoiding it in my dreams because I've experienced it, so I know how it's going to feel. So I get what you're going with that. That would be unfortunate. But it would be. I almost want to touch on... Wait, hold on. Sorry, I'm distracted. Um, I have a question before we move on. Has anybody ever had a dream where you and another person have realized you were in a dream at the same time? No. I've had two. So, wild. Do first, tell. first one, my sister, for some reason, I have an irrational fear of going to jail for something that I didn't mean to do. Like, I accidentally killed somebody, or I accidentally, <laughs> like, you know, like, got into a car crash and, like, killed another person or something. Accidental and... murder. <laughs> I have very irrational fear of that. So, I was having a dream that, for some reason, I was trying to kill my sister. I don't know. I And... And I did accidentally hurt her. And that, I guess it wasn't accidentally because I did it on purpose, but I, I knew I didn't mean to. Like it was, it was like an oh shit moment. So at the same time, her and I kind of like looked at each other and I was like, I don't want to go to jail. And she was like, well, I don't want you to go to jail. And I was like, okay, like, so can we like stop this? All of a sudden, like there was no more police. There was no more, like, her and I kind of just, like, mutually agreed, like, we're done with this stupid ass dream. And that one was weird. All right. And then the second one, which was more recent, that, that one was maybe a couple years ago. This one was only a couple months ago. I was in a dream, and it was Nana. In, okay. Go ahead, because I heard it before. So, okay. So it was Nana, and she was in the bed at my mom's house on the hospice, and I was in a dream, and I was holding her hand, and I was like, wait, Nana's not alive. Like, Nana passed away, and at the, my mom was in the room, and at the same time, her and I just looked at each other, and we were like, are we dreaming right now? Like, what the fuck? Like, this is not... Like, Nana's not here, and then, like, it almost, it was almost like the background just disappeared. Like, Nana was gone, everything, like, the dream stopped. So you broke the dream by realizing you broke her dream. And we looked at it, we're like, yeah, we're dreaming. Like, yep, you're in my dream right now. Like, and I told her about it the next day, and I can't remember what she dreamed about that, dreamt about that night, but I think it was something about Nana and Papa the same night that I dreamt about her and I in the same dream. So like it was weird. Her and I have had actually another one too, where the same night I had a dream that one of the kids went missing and I could not find them. Nobody would help me look for them. Like I was like, Mom, can you go with me to New York to look for I because I guess she got she went missing there or something. And my mom was like, No, I'm not I'm not gonna go with, like I'm just gonna stay here. And I was like, What the fuck? Why will nobody help me? Same night she I because I called her to tell her about it. And she was like, that's fucking weird, because last night I had a dream that one of the kids was missing, but I didn't know who it was, but I knew one of one of either you or your sister's kids were missing. And and I was like, that's fucked up. So like, what, what do you think that is? Do you I think there's know. some kind of connection that we have that we can't see? That I think we're we can, all connected. That we can kind of access. Right. It's like that thing we talked about where that guy said, world. 
that game, that New York, New York Times game, the little film where you have to guess the word, um, they said that after, what was it? It was people who hadn't done it oh. once it was released. Like, they were more likely to get it right quicker than the people who had not, like, they'd done it right away. Like, and it's like, would, were other people sending brainwaves to, like, kind of hint at the word? Did they see it on a TV? Did they see, did they come across it on Facebook and they didn't realize it? You know? There's a theory that was put forth by um, a, a renowned scientist named Rupert Sheldrake. So he calls it the morphogenetic field, and he, he claims that between species, we share this field of knowledge that sort of helps us to, to evolve to higher levels. So, like, if a rat on this side of the world, like on our side of the world, learns a new trait that benefits it evolutionarily, then another rat across the world will learn the same trait. And this has been proven to be something that is like, there's evidence to say that there's something to look into here. Huh. So that could be part of it. Yeah. Do you think that's higher than hive mind mentality or the same thing? Yeah, I think it's higher than hive mind because it, it has a basis in like the evolution of DNA or something, you know, something really, really deep that Hive mind, I think, is more of like a survival mutation, right? Than anything. But I think that a morphic resonance type of thing goes a little bit more foundationally. Sometimes I feel like humans get stuck in hive mind uh, mentality a whole shit ton. Have you ever seen the experiment where everybody is in like a waiting room for something, and a lot of them are actors, except for the people, the like the couple people that come in while they're videoing, and they'll all at one point. Like a, like a bell will go up and they'll all stand up. No words said, they all stand up. And then like a minute will go by, all sit back down. And now the new person that they bring in is like, they don't ever say anything. I noticed in the video, nobody ever is like, cause that's, I'm sorry, but that's not how I would be. And I don't want to like say like, oh, you're just saying that to contradict the fucking video. No, I would be like, I'm not fucking standing up. What's happening here? Like, can anybody explain to me what's happening? Cause I'm not just gonna, go along with whatever you're doing because you're doing it. You I need to have a purpose. Because I, I feel the same way that you do. I don't feel like any regular person would just do that without Yeah, and then they just start doing it themselves. They're like, I'm Without just... asking a question, like not even just like tapping the guy on the shoulder next to you, like, hey, do you know why everybody's doing this? Like, nope. I, I wouldn't just do it. One, I would feel fucking weird as shit. Two, I've seen enough TV that I feel like I'd be on fucking TikTok. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to go too much on this too, because like I said, we just span on so many different things. We haven't even really been talk, talking about, <laughs> but, but uh, like that's just a that's just a whole other thing that I think most things that you see on TV or popular TikToks and stuff like it's fucking acting. It's yeah. acting. Yeah. I honestly can't watch TV the same way because I know for a fact when I watch a any sort of like show TV that has show. competitions, it's it's fixed. Like reality. Show. Yeah, and it's like it's the furthest thing from reality, actually. Like, it's like it's... nobody normal says these things. No. At the right moment, they but got that... the best comebacks. But that's just like and it's if you so. Have the right nut, and there people might actually get hurt. You know what I mean? Like, if there's like a situation going on, and I guess like, wow, someone might bust something out and start, you know. Like, that's like the TikTok that was going around where the kids like. Oh, you can breathe underwater just you you know when you go underwater just start breathing and it'll be normal not knowing like that's how you fill up your fucking lungs and you drown like you dumbasses or the hold your breath challenge stupid kids are dying because they're kids they don't know i'm yeah, not the yeah. tide it's like the tide thing 
I want to I want to revisit dreams dream spotting a little bit before we kind of like I don't know we're getting first yeah so explain dream spotting again okay so dream spotting is a technique used I can't remember who developed dream spotting I want to uh, oh um hold on David what David Brandt okay David Brandt he he founded brain spotting, which is a technique where it uses your subcortical like eye movements and it brings trauma out and it allows new pathways to grow that are positive and not trauma. So dream spotting is the same thing except you focus on a dream rather than a memory. And so I did this, I think it was my second therapy session we did dream spotting because I kept having this nightmare over and over and over and over again. And I was like, I don't know why I have it. Like, I, it's the one that I was telling you guys about where they broke into my apartment and it was really, 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 really long. And I, I have it every so often. It's, it's terrifying. And so we dream spotted it. And for what? I, I want to say like three or four months, I had not had a nightmare at all. Like, I was having nightmares every single night. I had not had one. Like every dream that I had was positive. And I don't, I don't think maybe four months later, I had my first nightmare. And so the important thing about brain spotting and dream spotting is you might need multiple sessions to pull out all of it. So I feel like the session itself helped initially, but I've realized that there's still more roots to get into so that healthy roots can grow and that I, not saying I'll never have a nightmare again, but maybe not as bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, that's interesting. This proves that it shows that there are so many things to learn right. about dreams and so many ways to heal mm-hmm. and so many different modalities to do so. It's amazing. I think it's I think it's ridiculous that like when people say like I know this, I know this, I know this about dreams, it's like, do you really though? Because it's so vast that like how could you know? How could you Until somebody's know? able to tap in and get your to play on some sort of device. No, that's not that's and I would assume that when you were doing your dream spotting, your therapist wasn't projecting any sort of analysis of the dream onto you. It was no. pre- it was so, led you were the one actually to figure it out, right? What happens during brain spotting and dream spotting is so I'll explain the process. So basically she has a pointer and she'll say, Okay, I'm gonna put the pointer directly in front of you and then move it to the left to the right tell me when you feel activation activation can be a thought in your head a feeling in your body something that like makes you feel uncomfortable and then when we find the spot we're like okay so we're gonna we're gonna focus on this so she will go but she'll hold it there the whole time and she says whatever you're feeling whatever comes to you whatever you want to say whatever you feel you go for it like this is your time. She says nothing during, she, she doesn't try to, you know, manipulate it. She doesn't try to ask questions. She doesn't try to dig deeper. She it's just, just all, the pointer, it's right? just all about being, and, and it was fucked up because after the second or third brain spotting session we did, we realized at the end of it, there were still roots because the activation was still very high and she moved the pointer backwards and I, 
didn't feel any back activation anymore. Like it, it like went away. She moved the pointer back toward me, and I could feel my body just like building back up the activation. And she just kept going back and forth, and we were like, "Look at that! Like there is still something there. Like you're you're comfortable when it goes away, and then you're uncomfortable when it goes back to the position we were in." So it you know it's very cool because it's more like you're leading it, like you, your own thoughts, your own. And she said, you know, if a phrase comes to you, if you know, something you've heard comes to you, a song comes to you, just say it. Just just say it out loud or say nothing. And then like the one brain spotting session we had, it was actually over the phone, which was interesting. Like, so instead of using, because what, I think what he learned was that you don't actually need to be in person to do it. That you can, you know, she plays music. I have it in my ears, in my earbuds. Um, and we actually pulled something out that just made me start like crying. I was just like, there it is. Like we got it. Like we understand now why, why has this happened? And after that, like I felt myself like huge weight lifted, like, and we knew that we didn't get it all, but we got most of it. And that, that was just, and her motto is, you know, we're going we're to kill them all so they don't come back. So, <laughs> so it, it's just, it's an amazing experience. Like we do brain spotting, like maybe every other session. And it's, it's really cool. Have you ever heard of that before? I've heard you guys speak about it before. Okay. You were the first people to introduce me to it. I definitely recommend, so in my therapist's office, she actually has the book by David Graham, like outlining, there was, I, Whenever I sit in the waiting room, I just read a couple pages of it. <laughs> um, but there was, it was used on an athlete, and this this girl, she just could not land. I think it was an ice skater. She could not land this trick that she'd been working on, and she realized that every time before she did the trick, she would feel like something preventing her from doing it. Right. And he did the, the brain spotting on her as one of like the initial patients. And after that, she was just able to do the trick effortlessly. Hmm. Like, and that's when he was like, there's a correlation here. Like something is helping these people. And he realized it was some sort of eye movement that dealt with the part of your brain that carries trauma. And when you were able to release the trauma, it, it like rewired your brain. Which is just nuts. That is pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I only want to make a, I made a little mistake. Uh, I don't want to say that I discredit anybody that does like the studying into that. I didn't want to make it like come off like that. Like nobody knows what they're talking about with dreams. Like I think like we're we're we trying to get there. Yeah, like we're trying to get there, and I'm I really appreciate that. You know very little bit. Yes. So I just think you're not off base by saying that. Right. No one's a total expert. There, you can and only how could be an you expert. Be? On as far as we know, or as far as, far as this reality will even allow, because yeah. like you know, we're withholding but some you can't sort of plug weird your laws. Brain in and your dreams. And until you can do that, really not until you get into uh, what is it movie we just watched, Sunshine, Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That you can see that. Remember, like, oh my god, do you remember that? Oh my god, so hold on, story time. We watched that movie. Now, we had watched that movie before. <laughs> Only I a just little didn't bit of it. remember it. So we watched the whole movie, and we're like all like, like minds blown, you know, whatever. What's it on? We watched it on Prime. Prime. We rented it. It was on Prime. Okay. Um, Cheap though. And afterward, we put on 
something silly on YouTube we put on, um, I don't know if you guys, the uh, McElroy brothers, they're funny as shit. So uh, we were watching one of their podcasts and they they fucking said it in the podcast like oh, yeah. 13 minutes in, they, they, they referenced that movie and him and I looked at each other, we were like, what now, come on. Thing to like they had just posted the podcast that day. It wasn't old, it was brand new. I was like, what are the fucking odds like that we watched that movie tonight and 13 minutes into this fucking podcast they, they just referenced, referenced that movie. Yeah. Speaking of Carl Jung, he was big on synchronicity and that is like a big synchronicity. Dude, synchronicities happen and they're real. Pay attention to them. Like really try all the time. I have them all the time with Nicole. I think yeah. we tried to have that conversation where, like, have you ever felt that before? Like, you and your significant other are, like, you're in sync, and it's scary because, I don't know, like, just instances like, that will Like, we'll text each other at the exact same time throughout the day, or, like, he'll text me, and I'll be like, I was just about to call you. Like, it's Isn't it weird? I love it, though, but that well, could also be something. the nachos, he goes, he's like, tomorrow... We should, or tonight for dinner, we should make loaded nachos. And I was like, I just asked Jay to make that on Sunday. Like, well, like, how? Like, you would never that. know that. It happened when I was at work. <laughs> Can I tell a quick thing? Yes. Oh, yeah. Very interesting. So we were in, me and Alana, we were in uh, Superior, this diner we used to go to all the time. So we were sitting there, and we were talking about uh, Crystal Cave. We were mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to go to Crystal Cave. That's pretty cool. I've never been there before. So, we, so I look to my right, and I see this woman get up to leave. And she has a Crystal K shirt. Oh, I'm, like, I'm like, all right, cool, but, you know, give me some more. Like, that's not, uh-huh. I was like, all right, it's kind of weird. We got back to eating or whatever. So we're talking about lions for some reason, somehow, random. And I was explaining to her what, pride, like, the word pride means, like a lion's pride. And I turn around, and I see an entire baseball team walk in. It's like a middle school baseball team. Every single one of them on their shirt. It's like 15 of them. It says pride. No, oh, oh, shit. Right. It was like the universe, like that. Yeah. I mean, like I was trying to show you. Like, the first time. Yeah. 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 You didn't even don't try to play me, son. I got this shit. Well, that feeling. Crystal Cave did us dirty. Yeah, it did. It, it did, did us dirty. We're asking it. No. Yeah. And so during the, the, I mean, I guess to a certain degree, not. No, I don't. No, I don't. And I'm not even gonna try to pretend that I understand. I always hated the mask idea. I was like, this is absolutely asinine. Like, even doctors that wear it, they're not 100 percent protected. Like, put their fucking mask. Sorry if that hurts anybody that has to hear it, but it's it's just my thoughts on it. When they, we called up and we were like, "Oh, this will just be fun." We just went to Shady Maple and we're, we're on our way back. yeah. Let's let's just stop at Crystal Cave because we passed the signs when we came here. I was like, "Let me just call and see the stipulations right now." Most people are fucking you know they're all over the place with this. So I call and I'm like, "Well, do you do we need to wear masks or anything?" And they're like. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you don't have any, though, that we can have? No, we don't. And I was like, well, I'm not going to subject my kids to a cave that they've never even been in before, you know? Hyperventilate while being in a mask. Like, that's just not fucking happening. So I just threw that out the bo- out the door. I was like, nope, fuck you guys. We're Never mind. And then while Nicole was talking to them, I was like, just hang it the fuck up. Like, don't worry. Yeah, going. fuck those people. Like, I don't give a shit at this point. Like, fuck all this. Well, and- I have a synchronicity story. So, um... Oh my god, where were we? I don't know. We were somewhere out to eat one time, and we had just gone to Knoebels, or we were about to go to Knoebels that weekend, and there was a couple sitting next to us, and they heard us talking about Knoebels, and they were like, we just came from there, and they were like, wearing Knoebels sweatshirts, and we were like, 
Okay, now I know Knobles is close to here. Like, it's not that far. But we were not even remotely, like, we were, um, <laughs> we were in another state. I think we were in, like, New Jersey or something. And, or somewhere, I don't know. And, or maybe even North Carolina, it was. I don't that's remember. Far. We were in another state, and the people just had been to Knobles. And I was like, okay, that's weird, because you're not from there. <laughs> I pay attention to number synchronicity. Yes. So I see number synchronicities everywhere, which is very strange. Yes. No. I see a lot of four. Three four, 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 three, dude. Pops up in all the time so for you. We live at 303 Wood Street. I found out that Liliana no. We had our first ultrasound with Liliana on 3-3. We found out Tato was a girl on 3-3. Vivian was born on 3-3. Like you know what's even into like three six nine, like the number sequence, like the three six nine. Give it to me one more time. Oh. Yeah, okay, I'm go ahead. <laughs> yeah, look into that if you haven't. It's really interesting, like what that means like, geometrically. So, like, so you know who's big into the into the number thing? Her fucking dad. Yes, nine eleven. So you know my dad. Oh my god, do you remember that when he cut his hair, and that was the day that the blackout happened in New York? I don't remember that. that Yo. He got a fucking haircut. He, he cut all. Remember how long my dad's hair used to be? Long ass hair, longer than my hair. He decided one day I'm I'm cutting it all off. Blackout in New York happened. He also did that have to do with the numbers? Did he do anything I, with the numbers for that? Or? Probably. He's he's nuts. Nine eleven. Those are his numbers, and they were his numbers before nine eleven. <laughs> so when nine eleven happened, my dad was like, "What the fuck." <laughs> But he does, he finds all these synchronicities with the numbers he does. in 9-11. Like, he'll he'll add the girls' birthdays together and all equals 9-11. Dude, math is like... Weird. That's just another language, and I don't understand it. And it's, it's, a, it's a language of patterns that describes like something you probably can't see. So right, and I suck at math, so that's probably why... And he yeah. sends me receipts all the time. He'll go out to eat, he'll send me his receipts, they all say 9-11. Those are his totals. I see a lot of triple fours. Yeah? Do you believe in angel numbers? And I think that what I looked up about triple four is something about it's prosperity. It's, it's it's a good wealth. thing. It's not like it's something bad. It's something about when you see triple four, it means you're being guarded or protected by a higher, like angels or a higher power, something like that. And I see it a lot. Like I just I'll have to look at the clock. It's all four. So I'm like, okay, that could be four for four in the morning, four for four in the afternoon. Or if I look at a number somewhere, this is triple fours. Just like okay, that's weird. There's times I've looked at, like, you know, as your time is playing on a song, I just look at it's four for four across. I'm like, okay. Damn, that is crazy when that happens. But it happens a lot. Like, a lot it happens. I'm like, you just said my job. It's just like, yeah, we're watching you. You know, you drive all these idiots. Like, we're making it. I want to close this with, uh, he couldn't be here, but Spencer, he had two questions that he wanted to roll out. Um, he, uh, I'm going to do these as best as, like, because he's not here, so he can't really, you know, extrapolate on what he's, what he means. Um, are dreams your subconscious thoughts or windows to multiverses inside yourself? That was the first question. I do like this for you. So, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? It could be right? either or. I think it's definitely a mix. I think with all the dreams we've talked about, it shows it's definitely a mix. Yeah. Of both of them. And his, it depends on what type of dream you're in. Mm-hmm. And, and how far. His other question is Is lucid dreaming being in touch with yourself so you can influence yourself uh, in the different dimensions? 
See, he's not here, so we can't extrapolate around that. Like somebody's allowing you to have that glimpse of. He, what I think he's saying, wish we were here, but I love you. Uh, Seriously. I feel like he Gen thinks outside of, outside of your dream consciousness or the extra dimension, whatever dreaming could, could be, is it because you can lucid dream because you're so in touch with this reality that you can carry it over into the sub, into the next consciousness or subconsciousness? That's that's in a. So do you think he means that lucid dreaming is sort of like tapping into your higher self in order to learn something or more, something, like work like on yourself, daily reality. Like work on yourself okay. somewhere yeah. else. Or to work on on this. So oh yeah, true. Sure. Like yeah. You, you get in touch with your higher self or some other higher creation or higher intelligence to then like work on your your being here yourself. I feel like in a sense that could be true. I think in a sense that you can give you a little motivation to, like you said, work on yourself in this reality. Right? Yeah. Well, I've been I've been changing a lot, and that's one of the that's that like came. I don't know if it came with the dreaming, but I was like, shit. Well, I'm gonna change my diet. A lot has to do with this podcast, I'm going to be honest. At this point, this podcast is not even for everybody else. It's just for fucking the, the people that I'm with, like, all the time here. Uh, like, I, we did the food one, and I was like, I'm going to change my fucking diet because yeah. I don't know how I'm not fucking dead yet. No. Okay. It is a lot pricier what we've been doing, but I've been feeling great. Like The results are there. I haven't been... My allergies. I think I've had one allergy fit so far, and it's been raining a lot, and that usually... Kicks up my allergies because the pollen's in the fucking air. 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 So, I feel like, is it because my mindset, I'm making these changes and now better things are happening? Like, I'm not going to lie, I do get loud with the kids a lot, but it's, it's been a lot less lately. Like, I, I've been able to step back now, now that I've been doing the breath work and the meditating, and I almost, put, before I really go to town, I'm like, how are they feeling? Like, how are they perceiving this? Because it scares me because I also think, like, you hear people that have a life review, and you're going to have to experience that, and that scares the fuck out of me, that part. Like, shit, not only do I have to relive this all over, I have to do it from multiple perspectives that I can't control because I'm just receiving it at that time. So it's weird. I don't know. I'm trying so hard. I'm trying so hard to just better myself, make make the better changes for not only me, but what I feel like is for my family. Like, I'm pretty sure they're upset that they can't have their favorite cereals anymore, or their juices, or their, I, and I, I hold this to this day, even before I did the, the health kick, did not let them fucking have soda whatsoever. Well, you I was like, no. Think about how many times parents, even, you know, in, in people's experience where, as children, they don't understand. They're like, oh, man, I don't want and in in the moment they don't understand, and later like man, I don't understand why you did that. I, mean, I appreciate you not letting me eat all this crap and drinking soda. And, uh, right, that's a positive influence on what they do as parents, or they do exactly. as parents. Yeah, my parents didn't make us do this. Why is that? Oh, because this. Like my parents didn't let me eat a lot of crappy cereal. Like you know, they throw me okay. You can get some Fruit Loops this time for trips, but it's usually Cheerios, cornflakes, all that stuff. Like why can I have Cookie Crisp and stuff like everybody else has now? Later in life, it's like, oh, there's a lot of garbage in there. Okay, cool. Appreciate that. And my teeth are still on my face. It's a good thing. All right, great. I don't know. I felt like this is my own personal journey that I was trying to do on, and then I feel bad that, or maybe not bad that I also sucked you into it because it kind of. I lost those 12 pounds. Right? And that's just from dieting alone. It's not even dieting. I'm just eating right. 
it's obvious you guys are taking a numerous amount of steps and you're vibing with it like you're both doing it together mm-hmm. so it might not just be the dreams or the breath work or the meditation or the reading or the podcast it's all of these things that you're trying like every single day to push yourself and dedicate yourself to it so i think it's awesome i just don't want to stop learning i i feel like i have an addiction to like wanting to learn more things i think your life review is going to go fine <laughs> yo those jokes that you did not fire actually they're terrible and you're gonna get fucked for it i don't think they'd be like that though your, or you gotta listen to all of your commercials and they just stare at you in disappointment <laughs> they're just all animated now they're all in like an actual video format it's like with finally. this you yeah finally you did something that i actually wanted to do like this is great uh we're definitely gonna have to do another dream episode for right, sure. Two hours. I want to say thank you so much, Josh, for coming again. Although I do, I do miss also Joey. Uh, you guys, can, you can reach them at uh, the Pursuit of Infinity podcast. I'll put all the links that I do all the time in the descriptions. Again, I love you guys, all of you. Next week, we're going to be talking a little bit about Easter and a little bit about April Fools. A little bit, a little bit of serious and silly, because we got we got down to like the super. Serious nitty gritty here. Again, love you guys. See you next week. Later.